Welcome to the St. Edward's Podcast, a church filled with the Holy Spirit. We hope that today's words will draw you closer to Christ Jesus. Please be seated. Good morning. Today, as you heard from Deacon Mickey, it's Christ the King Sunday. And this celebration began in 1925 by Pope Pius XI. And he instituted what was then a holiday because he saw an ever-growing materialistic world full of greed. 1925, here it is, 2020. I don't, I don't think things have changed too much. And the Pope wanted to introduce Christ and inspire the people to a greater faithfulness by following the ways of Jesus. And he thought was that for Jesus to reign, to reign in our minds, in our hearts, and in our souls. He wanted to teach to people Jesus has dominion over heaven and earth and everything in between, the whole creation. In the Episcopal Church, we begin to celebrate Christ the King Sunday in November 1970. It is the last Sunday of Pentecost and of our liturgical year, which this year is year eight. And the gospel we focus upon was from the gospel of Matthew. And next week, as Deacon Mickey explained, will be the first Sunday in Advent, and we begin another liturgical year. And this will be year B. And the following year will be year C. And the gospel readings will be predominantly from the gospel of Mark. When you look at the lessons today, they are powerful, very powerful. They're from the colic to the gospel. And woven in between is a thread of renewed spiritual awakening. Who is God? Who is Jesus? Who are we? What should we do? And what will be awaiting us the day of our judgment? And Jesus, once again, as he has done so many times, relied on his use of a parable, a simple, everyday occurrence, a story, painting a picture by showcasing a scenario that the people could understand and relate to. Then Jesus would lead them to think, take a new direction, or determine what is right or wrong, or simply prophesy. And today we heard about the parable of the sheep and the goats and judgment. Now sheep are not the most intelligent animal. A sheep is led by its shepherd. Sheep follow the voice of their shepherd and trust him to lead them to food, water, and safety. If they wander, which they some do, the shepherd will go out and by his voice they return to the shepherd and are brought back to the safety of the flock. And sheep separated from the shepherd and the flock are nervous, vulnerable, because they have no survival abilities. And the goat, however, does not follow anyone. A herd of goats goes where it wants, and the goat herd follows behind, not in front. And instead of grazing nicely, Goats go wherever strikes their fancy. In arid, dry lands, goats and sheep often graze together 
during the day because green pastures are sparse. But at nightfall, when the shepherd brought the sheep and the goats to their place of rest, they are separated into two groups. Goats, by temperament, are aggressive, domineering, restless, and territorial. They butt heads with their horns whenever they think someone is intruding on their space. They, as we tell our children, do not do the right thing. But it is the skills of the shepherd to be able to identify which are sheep and which are goats and separate them. Because as you see in the pictures on the screens above, it's not easy to tell them apart. So you can understand why Jesus used the separation of sheep from the goats to identify the righteous and the unrighteous in his parable. And Jesus began by saying, when the Son of Man comes in his glory, and he's talking about the day of judgment, when he will be surrounded by all, all the angels, will sit on his throne. And all the nations will gather before him. And that's going to be a lot of people. And the king, who is the son of man, will separate them as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. The sheep will go to the right hand of the king and signify the righteous people. Their gentleness, because they harm no one. They are patient. They trust their shepherd and go where he guides them. They follow him and listen for his call and seek him in time of danger and distress. The goats will go to the left, which implies the unrighteous people, the sinners, because they do what they want to do. They go wherever they want to go. And when they do not get their way, they can become aggressive. They are independent and are self-centered. It's what we say, what's in it for me, attitude. And the king, who is Jesus in the parable, presents himself as a person who is in desperate need, that is hungry, thirsty, lacks clothing, that is sick, not welcome, in prison, lonely, and waiting for a visit. And the people supposedly helped the king. But the righteous people were confused because they did not do anything for the king. But the king knew that throughout their lives, being his sheep and his follower, they did reach out to others. And through their humility and dignity, and provided help and friendship and sincerity when they saw a person hurting. And justifying what the king just said to the people to bring closure and end the confusion, the king said, when you reached out and helped and provided unconditional love and the need for the least, a person in desperation, a member of my family who you did not know, you also did it to me. Not for me, no, not for me, but to me. Because I, Jesus, felt your compassion and love. And because you did this, you will inherit the kingdom, the kingdom of God the Father, prepared for you from the foundation of the world. The unrighteous people who were directed to go to the left 
the goats, the king presented himself as a person in need, that is hungry, thirsty, lacks clothing, that is sick, not wealthy, in prison, lonely, and waiting for a visit. And because of their self-centeredness and lack of kindness and humbleness, no respect, insincerity, and conditional love, they did not evidently help the king. But they too were confused and asked the same question. When did we do this to you? And the king knew that throughout their lives they did not help others. And the king answered, just as you did not do it to the least of me, you did not do it to me. Again, to me. And their faith was due. And away they went to eternal punishment. The picture on the screen is a statue created by the sculptor Timothy Schmaltz, depicting a homeless man lying on a bench. It was when placed outside a church of St. Barnabas, Episcopal Church in Bay Village, Ohio, it drew a police response because somebody thought it was a real person. The statue is called Homeless Jesus. And it's Jesus huddled under a blanket on a bench. His head is covered. So you really don't know who it is. But his feet are bare and sticking out, displaying the wounds from his crucifixion. And what inspired Timothy Schmaltz to create this statue was from the verse we heard today from the Gospel of Matthew. Just as you did it to the one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. The inspiration for us to help others less fortunate than we are, not knowing who that person may be. In the beginning of my homily, I expressed that the lessons for today, Christ the King Sunday, were powerful. And weave together by the thread of renewed spiritual awakening. In Ezekiel, we heard that God was the shepherd and is gathering his beloved flock, seeking the lost to have scattered, that were scattered all over, bringing back the stray and out of hunger to fulfillment, buying up the injured, leading them out of darkness into light and into safety. And God would anoint David Prince over them to be their shepherd. A foretaste of Jesus, the son of David, who become the great shepherd and the king over his flock. In Psalm 100, known as, known as the Psalm of Thanksgiving, we heard, we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Now let us not forget about the goats. You can't do that. Because there's hope for the goats, the unrighteous people. Yes, there is. They too can become more sheep-like and listen for the call of Jesus and accept him as their Lord and Savior and become his followers. Then the gate will be opened to them and the king will rejoice and welcome their return. In a letter of Paul heard today to the people of Ephesus and to us, which is read on the day of ascension, 
sheep, goats, or a king are not even mentioned. But it does prayerfully give us an expectation and it's direction to be the followers of Jesus. And I quote, God, I pray that God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him, so that with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints? And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe? This week begins our holiday season. And this year will be different. There's no doubt about it. And we are all being reminded that we are to take extra precautions, perhaps make changes to what we're accustomed to doing with our family and friends. However, one thing will be the same. There will be people in need. Most likely, many more people in need than years past. People who are less fortunate than us, who will be hungry, thirsty, in need of clothing, they will be ill and will be lonely. And by being his sheep, listening for his call, we all know so well, we will, yes we will, with our faith in Jesus, follow his way of love and righteousness. So let our commitment be to move forward with the great shepherd who will guide us, to reach out, to that open hand of the person or family in need who may not know, we may not know them, no, we may not, but provide our time and talent or our treasures that we were so blessed to have received. During this holiday season and always. And at the day of our judgment, we will be like the sheep, being blessed by the Father for which we have all done in his name and will inherit the kingdom of God prepared for us. How glorious will that be? Because yes, we reached out in the name of Jesus. Yes, we did it to Jesus. Our great shepherd, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for joining us in this conversation today. We will continue to pray that our teachings are impacting you for the kingdom of God. If you'd like to learn more about our community, you can find us on stedwardsepiscopal.com or on Facebook. And of course, we'd love for you to visit us in beautiful Mount Dora. May God's grace fill you as you go in peace.